0: Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. I love that, that Jesus gives us his presence, his spirit among us, with us walking through us I was talking with Warren about that before service and then that song I've never heard that song before I'm waiting but I'm not waiting because I know that you're with me we have God's presence I I just love that this morning and I can't help but think that there's someone in here who needs to be reminded of that in a circumstance in your life that God's presence is with you no matter what it is that you're walking through so good So good. All right, we're going to read this morning from Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. And it says this, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Of these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. This is the word of the Lord, and we all say, Amen. It's a good word. So, in this passage Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. He, they're trying to test Him. They're like, oh, we're going to catch Him up here. We're going to ask Him, we're going to trick Him, we're going to stop Him up. But um, they want to know what is the greatest commandment of the law. That's what they think they're going to trick Him on. But what they think is a test of Jesus becomes a test of their own. I love the way Jesus did that in Scripture. People think that they're going to trip him up, and Jesus is like, well, you know this. And he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and all your mind. So, as we talk about Advent conspiracy, um, we're going to do a little bit of self-examination this morning. I'm going to call it today an eye exam, the letter I. So, we're going to have an eye exam this morning. We're about to enter the season of I, OK? If you have a child in this room, you know what the season of I is. Um, I want, I want, I want, I want. I'll never forget when I owe my son lunch. We have this deal in our household that if we tell a story about them and we didn't ask permission ahead of time, we owe them lunch. So I owe Jace lunch after this is over. Okay. So when Jace was little, he sat with my uncle Um, It was Thanksgiving Day, we got the Thanksgiving newspaper and all the sale ads. Um, My uncle thought it would be super fun to have Jace make maybe the longest list anyone had ever seen of things that he wanted for Christmas. So Jace came in with maybe a two-page list of all of the really cool things in the sale ad the day after Thanksgiving, of all the things that, Mom, I want these. And I was like, well, you're a good dreamer, son. So it's, it's the season of I. I have to go to this party. I have to host this event. I have to get my kids all the presents that they want. I have to buy a gift for Aunt Sally, who's actually my second cousin twice removed, who I only see once a year. I have to buy my mom and dad a gift. but They don't really need anything, and I'm not sure what to get them. And so I guess I'll just pick up, I don't know, whatever. I am so tired of running. I am ready for Christmas to be over. We get so busy in the, the craziness of the season that's ahead of us that it become, we have the eye disease, and we need to do that eye exam. When our season is all about the eye, we forget about loving God first, and we forget about loving the, our neighbors that are around us the way that we love ourselves. We become so focused on getting it over with that we miss out on what's right here and right now. I would rather live through the season with an expectancy. It's this season more than any other, well, maybe a couple others, but this is one of the most significant seasons for Jeremy and I to parallel Advent to something. Advent is a season of anticipation, the arrival of Jesus Christ, the arrival of hope and joy and peace and a future for all of us. And so for us right now, we're in a season of anticipation. You know what that is? Anticipation of a home. Yeah. We, we could tell you stories about our anticipation of a home this week. You should come ask me after service. I'll tell you about it. But we are anticipating the day that we get to sign on a dotted line and that home becomes ours. But guess what? That got moved this week. It's now December 20th. I'm smiling, people. Okay, so, but it's anticipation of, of what's coming. And so I'm going through this season in, in a season of, it's restlessness. And this is what the season of, of, of Christmas becomes if we let it. Restlessness and frustration and tension. And that is not what Jesus wants. Amen. Jesus wants us to go through this going, I cannot wait. Because of the significance of what this means in our lives. Hope and love and peace. So as we go through this, we don't want to miss these moments. We want to stop. Can I, can I give you permission to do that this season? Stop. Stop in the season of Advent. Stop with your family. Stop with your husband, with your wife, with your kids. And soak up the priceless moments of this season of, of Advent in anticipation. We're so focused sometimes on on, what, um, on the I that we completely leave Jesus out of this season. Will you stop and make sure that you're inviting him into everything that you do, that he is the very centerpiece of your season of Advent? So love our neighbor. Okay, let's talk about that this morning. Who's my neighbor? Um, most obvious neighbors that we have are the people that sleep in the rooms next to us at night. But sometimes we forget that that's our neighbor. How do we love our family members? Rather than run, 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 what if we stopped this Christmas and we had some quality time together with our family? My kids really don't need much. Jace, his six-page list that year identified that maybe he needed a few things, but they really don't. They don't want for much. Four years ago, Jeremy and I took a walk in our neighborhood. He had just read a book, and in that book it asked the question, 10 years from now, what will you look back on and wish that you did not regret? And so we, we were talking as we walked around the circle that day, what does that mean for us? And I stopped middle of the street, and I said, 10 years from now, we'll be empty nesters. We have 10 years left with children in our home. I do not want to regret the time that I spend over the next 10 years with my kids. And so we made a vow on that day that we were going to do everything in our power to spend the next 10 years savoring every single moment that God gave us with our three children. One of them's out of the home already. One is going to be in just over a year. We don't have a lot of time left with them. And so for us, Christmas has looked a little different for the last couple of years. We've done some things, gifts that are memories rather than things that'll break or fall apart or they won't care about soon. We've created memories. We've gone to a park together. There's this really cool uh, canopy park that was near us in Michigan. And we took Jeremy's parents and sister and the kids, and we went and walked through that canopy over the trees with the snow. It was beautiful. But we took pictures together that day, and we laughed together, and we made memories together. I'm gonna remember that, and they're gonna remember that far more than they're gonna remember the cheap toy that we bought them for Christmas, because we made a memory. We have a tradition in our house, every year we buy a board game. If you love board games, you hired the right pastors. And if, you've not, if you want a new board game, you need to come to our house, because we have a whole collection. But we bring, we bring a new board game in every year, and we play a board game together. And then the other tradition that we have is a puzzle. If you like puzzles, again, you hired the right people. But we love puzzles in our house. We love a puzzle at Christmas time, and we love, the bigger the better. 5,000 pieces, bring it on. So we love to get a puzzle, because we can sit around that puzzle and talk and work on it together and just be together. Those are the things that I'm gonna cherish when my kids are gone from my home. Far more than a gift under the tree. So can I challenge you this Christmas to think a little bit differently as we talk about Advent Conspiracy. What does it look like to create memories, to create presence of self, rather than presence under the tree? Our um, next-door neighbors, obviously, are our neighbors, and they need our love, too. But over the years, it, it shouldn't surprise me, though it does. How many people don't even know the names of their next door neighbors? I won't ask you to raise your hands in here this morning if you do, because some of you might be like, I don't know. John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Jesus became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. So my challenge to you this Christmas is to move into your neighborhood. And you're like I've been living there for 20 years. No, I really want you to live, move into your neighborhood. We were with the Blooms for dinner last night and we took them to see our home that we're getting ready to move into. And as we walked out, he, Jamie asked if we had met any of the neighbors yet. And I said, no. We saw one kind in passing. We did talk to a lady, but found out she didn't actually live in the neighborhood. She was just walking. I said, but give us time. It's, again, another family thing of ours. Our last neighborhood that we moved into, my awesome husband literally made a graph of all the houses and we began filling names in on the graph as we went around and met each one of our neighbors. We had a couple houses that we hadn't met yet and Rylan comes running home one day and he says, hey mom, and he gives us all the information. He had gone and introduced himself, hey I'm Rylan, we live in the gray house, we have a dog, a camper and like, I don't know what else he told him that day but shared our life story with them and then got their information and brought it home. So he's like, I met another neighbor Can I challenge you to meet your neighbors this Christmas? Wish them Merry Christmas. Maybe you already know them. Take a minute. How often do we do this? We get so busy that we don't even see our neighbors during this season. That's exactly what God would want or what the devil would want is for us to not mix and talk and spend time with our neighbors. Even if it's just a, hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, I'm so glad you're my neighbor. Maybe you're not. Maybe it's finding a way to bridge that gap a little bit. <laughs> Bake cookies as a family and take them around to some of your neighbors. Put a couple in a baggie and just say, hey, we wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. None of this Happy Holidays stuff. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <clears throat> Last year, our kids, we've had this tradition for a couple of years now uh, where we make dog bones. A couple of years ago, Ryland wanted to make dog bones and take them to the animal shelter um, just to say, we love your dogs. So we made dog bones and the kids and I took them over to the animal shelter for them to give. Um, And the lady just was so grateful. Thank you so much. Not everybody remembers things like this at Christmas. And so then they got, last year, Rylan was like, well, we made them for the dog shelter. What if we made them for all the dogs in the neighborhood? So we made, I won't even tell you how many dog bones last year, because I don't know, but we made dog bones and we put them in bags and we took them around and handed it, they gave them to each of the houses that had dogs. And they said, we just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. This is a treat for your dog. Our neighbors were like, are you serious? Yeah. But you know what? We laughed our heads off sitting around the countertop cutting out dog bones that night. There were tears over, I don't even know the silly stories that were shared. My kids will never forget the days that we made dog bones. Silly little thing, but it makes a difference. Give your neighbors a certificate. This is is like taking a step beyond just meeting your neighbor. Write a certificate up and say, this is good for dinner with us in the next six months. And invite your neighbors to come have dinner in your home with you. I can't wait to have our neighbors over. We used to have neighborhood parties when we lived in Michigan. We were known to put a slip and slide out. We were known to put a bouncy house in our driveway. Um, We just love having our neighbors over. And I can't wait to do it here. Because, man, they're close and on top of each other down here. I can't wait to meet them, though. I really can't. Um, When Jesus entered a room, people wanted to be near him. How many times throughout the Bible do you hear of people like climbing trees or shoving their way through a crowd just to get closer to him? They wanted to be right near him because his very presence invited them in. Am I right? What if our presence invited people the same way that Jesus did? This week, Jeremy and I uh, were doing one of the 400 things that you have to do when you move, um, and we were trying to get our license plates. It was a team effort in this church this week for the salvages to get license plates. I just want you to know. We learned that you have to go to the Secretary of State for your license, and then you have to have this thing called an emissions test, and then you have to take that thing and go to this place, to the county clerk, to get your license plate. Okay. We also learned that it's really good to keep the safe keys with you, to get into the safe that you made sure to keep with you when you move, and not to pack those safe keys in your storage. Okay, <laughs> so we went and met a very nice man named Raleigh Holden this week at Holden's Hardware. Um, went in and told him that another good friend of ours from the church here, and we asked him, who would help us break into a safe? Okay, now guys, think about the humor in this. Two pastors asked him, who can help us break into a safe, okay? So we walk in and we said to him, we were told that you could maybe help us break into this safe. And he looked at us and he said, I'm really not sure if I should be flattered at that or not. And we said, it's okay, we're two pastors. And he goes, still not sure. And we said, "Um, well, we, we need our stuff in here. He said, this is your safe. Yes, I promise you it's our safe. You can stand here and look at the documents when we get it open. So that dear man broke into our safe this week for us so that we could register our kids for school, get our driver's licenses, get our license plates, and everything else that you need your identity for. He helped us get in there. But, so he helped us get in, and then we headed back to the Secretary of State because we'd already gotten over there and realized we were missing something. And this late, now sometimes when you go into offices, people are not always very nice. Did you know that? And so we walked in, and this lady, now part of this is y'all are from the south, and she's like, oh honey. That doesn't always have to be a nice thing, I'm sure. Sometimes it's like, oh honey. But no, this lady was like, oh honey, how are you guys doing? Where are you from? And I was like, well, we're from Michigan. Oh, there's so many things to take care of here, aren't there? Yeah, there are. And she's like, and have you you found good places to eat yet? Yep, we found a lot of good places to eat. Um, And then she proceeded to give us a list of the different places that she recommended to go to eat. Then when we got done with the list of places to go to eat, she gave us recommendations of places to take our kids for fun family activities in Murfreesboro and Nashville. Then she went one step further and gave us great places to go for date night, because she said, because y'all are going to need a date. By the time we left, I love this woman. Like, she's my new friend at the Secretary of State. She's like, come back and see me. I'm like, I will come back and see you. Like, so sweet. But her presence invited me in that day. She didn't have to stand there and talk about that stuff with me while she was getting business done. She could have been like, I'm done, get out of here. No, she was like, oh, you got to make sure. you're." And then she told us about this restaurant. She's like, there's this little grocery store restaurant kind of thing out in Christiana. Well, Jamie calls us this week and he's like, I'm going to take you guys out to this place. And I said to Jeremy, that's the place that lady told us about. But she went out of her way just to spend a few minutes talking with us while she did her thing. What if we did that with people this Christmas? Your neighbor might look like the cashiers at the stores that you go to, or the waiters and waitresses who serve you this Christmas. Two things, smile and say thank you. Because I don't know if you know this, um, people aren't always nice when they wait in long lines at a grocery store or a store at Christmas time. And people aren't always nice if their food takes a little bit of extra time to get to their table during a busy season. What if we defied the norm and gave a little bit of extra patience during this season that's coming and grace for those who are standing behind that cash register who really had no control over the thing that said it's this price, but it's this price. What if we took a deep breath before we lashed out at the person on the other side of it? Make cards and hand them out to those people. You want a great project? Have your kids sit down and make some cute little Christmas cards. Draw it, handwrite it, whatever. Merry Christmas from our family to yours. We pray that the Lord would bless you in the coming year and just hand them a card. A couple of years ago, our church did um, $5 gift cards. We did like $105 gift cards. I feel like it was a lot. And we took them around and we would go buy something at a store and we'd get done with the cash register and I would hand the guy a card and it would just say Merry Christmas with a $5 coffee card in it. Hand the guy the card. He looks at me and he goes, what is that? I said, it's for you. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, we just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. There's a church here in Mount Pleasant that prayed for you. And he like looked at the lady next to him like, can I take that? And she's like, take it. And so he (laughs) he took it. But you'll shock people when you give back to them because they're not used to it in the season. Tip a little bit extra this Christmas. Another fun thing we've done is we've tipped double, or we've tipped the amount of the bill at different times. You want to watch someone go, what? Or bless them at Christmas time. And here's the challenge, even if they don't, you don't think they deserve it. Because really, sometimes we might have a lousy waiter or waitress, and I have to remind myself of this. I don't know what's going on in their life that's making them act that way that day. But that's their means of living. And so maybe we can bless people a little bit extra this Christmas. To love one's neighbor as oneself does not teach self-love. It requires that we extend to others the same kind of personal concern that we have for ourselves. May you have the same concern for others this holiday as as that that you have for yourself and for your family. I'm going to get ready to close us in prayer here and Kim and Sierra are going to come up and give us instructions for what's next. But before they do, I want to challenge you to this. This service is a little different and what we do is a little bit different today. Can I challenge you? Don't rush out. Even if you don't want to do a craft, stay and take some minutes just to talk this morning and to spend some time together. This is where the church gets to be the church. This is where you get to be neighbors to the person sitting right next to you this morning. Look around, look, at, look on each side of you, look behind you, it's okay, you get permission to turn around even, yeah. Will you be neighbors to each other this morning for the next however long we're here together? Let's pray as Kim and Sierra come up. God, help us not to get caught up in the eye of this season. Help us to stop and to slow down and to savor the moments with you. May we not get overwhelmed by the clutter and the crazy that Christmas tends to be sometimes. God, may we lead our families to remember what is most important. May we take time making memories with them. May we go out of our way to love on our neighbors, whether they are near or far. May we find ways to love on those that are around us this Christmas. God, may we look for ways to spend time together with people, not in a cram-one-more-thing-in kind of a way, but a way just to stop and say, man, let's just celebrate this season together. And may we remember how blessed we are to be able to celebrate your birth, where we don't have to hide in a dark room for fear of losing our lives for celebrating Christmas. May we remember how blessed we are And may we love others the way that we love ourselves. In Jesus' name.